Live from Cobb County, they're coming off the top rope. If they can actually climb up there. You gotta be kidding me! Now don't do this! It's time for the finishing move. Our chance to talk all things wrestling with the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe. The finishing move on Atlanta's SportsX. Good evening, wrestling fans. This is Road Dog Adam Gillespie, co-host of The Finishing Move here on Atlanta Sports X. Let's do a, a roll call real quick. I'm here. I just said my name. I'm Road Dog Adam Gillespie. I'm here. Big John, are you here? Present. Uh, Chris Colwell, are you here? Uh, uh, Chris? Can you hear me? Maybe you're in the back. Chris? Bueller. Bueller. Wow. He let us down. I mean, where is he at? I'm amazed how, you know, we made a promise to our listeners that we would start the year off where we would have the three of us here. More, I think it's happened regular. once. I think so. I think he's in route, right? Maybe he's just running late. He does know we start at 7 o'clock Eastern time, right? Eastern. Maybe that was what it was. He thought it was Mountain Pacific. <laughs> or maybe because he knows later on in the show we're going to be making our picks for NXT TakeOver Portland. And he's in dead last place right now. He's scared to come in and make his picks. He doesn't want to show up and continue to be dominated by. I mean, you and I. Let's just be honest. We're running away. Running yeah, what would away you with expect? This. We ran away with this early too. Like <laughs> early, we we still got a whole much more to go. Yeah, we're only two pay per views in into the year, and he's basically eliminated. So he basically ran. Uh, who was it? Uh, Santino ran down to the ring for the Royal Rumble, got in the ring, got thrown back out. Threw himself out. Yeah, it's like, you're done. (laughs) Well, he should be here momentarily. I know he's on his way from his other gig. Uh, So we'll start out without him and then welcome him in with open arms when he does uh, decide to join us. Because the decision is his. What what show are you talking about? Welcoming with, we don't do that around here. (laughs) All right. Uh, Super kick party. I'm all for that, too. And speaking of Super Kick Party, if you haven't already, uh, John and Chris got to talk to the Young Bucks last week and have a conversation with them. Uh, You need to go to Atlanta Sports X, our website, atlsportsx.com. Go to the podcast section, and you can listen to that um, conversation that Big John and Chris had with the Young Bucks. Tease me. Now, I've already heard it, but tease me. Tease the listeners with a little bit of something y'all talk about. Uh, one of the things that we talked about very heavily, a surprise comment that came out of it, is how much and how often the Young Bucks have been watching WWE. There you go. If you want to know if they're watching WWE on Mondays and Fridays, go to AtlantaATLSportsX.com to the podcast Look under the section. Finishing Move podcast. Finishing Move. And you'll hear it all there. Look, they were great. To, and thanks to them. Uh, they'll be here next week. Thanks to them for spending a few minutes with us just to talk with them. And honestly, it's amazing to hear their story. And they're just super cool on just the history that they have. If you don't know their history, shame on you. Um, Go back, look at it, take a look, you know, Google it, go on YouTube, see their channel, see what they've done just to get themselves to that position. Because I think when you think of wrestlers, sometimes you think of, you know, the, the silver spoon in their mouth. Here are two guys that literally were going up and down the highways and byways doing it all on their own, and I won't I won't share too much of it because they'll tell the whole story on the interview, but it was a great interview. I thank them for their time, and hopefully we can continue to get more guests for you guys as we continue on with the years. Well, we have something in the works maybe for next week. Yes. Uh, it's not confirmed, so I don't really want to put it out there right now, but definitely keep um, a lookout on our Twitter pages. You can find me at RoadDog680. He's at Big John's, uh 450 No, I'm not. And John, John Rad, Rad 450. 450. John Rad 450. Try right, though. Good job. <laughs> John Rad 450. Uh, and I have no clue what Chris is at. Bearded, bearded, bearded something. something. Just type in bearded something and hopefully it, it will come pop, up. If you start typing it, well, if you start typing in beard, something else might pop up. <laughs> that might not be safe for work. Uh, you you just touched on it. Uh, next week, the Young Bucks are going to be here. Uh, and a, as AEW makes their Atlanta debut with uh, Dynamite taking place in State Farm Arena next Wednesday night. Uh, I, unfortunately, am not going to be able to attend the show. I am very upset about this, but I will be filling in for Tony Schiavone, who has duties at Dynamite. Name dropper. (laughs) uh, On the Georgia Bulldog Radio Network uh, doing the basketball broadcast next week. Uh, So I won't be there, but I am very jealous. And I I was jealous 
already when uh, I just knew that I wasn't going to be able to come. But as we've gotten closer and this card for next week has started to take shape and, and become and get formed, I am really jealous. Not only are they going to make history by making their first match uh, or first debut uh, in Atlanta, they're making history for their company next week. Before we get to that, welcome in Chris Colwell. He finally decided to join. Decided to join us. Look, I got jumped backstage. I had to go see the trainer. Now I, I, I'm good to go. I'm wrapped up. I'm ready to talk some wrestling. So oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let, What's let, that? Let's not start lying to our listeners. No, 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 no. Because last is, time you did happen. Last time you did anything physical, you tried to <laughs> super kick somebody. You broke your that shoulder. Bad. Look, look, somebody. May have repeated the attack from then. May have broke, you know, tried to re-injure the shoulder. I'm not going to say any names. So you tried to super kick someone again and broke your other shoulder? <sighs> no, I didn't break any shoulders. Just a little banged up, you know. Well, I'm here though. We're happy that you could make it. No, I'm in for the hot tag. So here we go. <laughs> uh, so as you heard, <laughs> we're talking about uh, Dynamite being here next week. Yes, history sir. will be made. It will be the first ever cage match in AEW history, as uh, Cody. Uh, finishes up his task put in front of him uh, by um, MJF and faces Warlow in a steel cage match. I mean, that's pretty cool to get to be able for Atlanta to say we were the first ever steel cage match city in AEW history. Well, I mean, look, that just shows how special Atlanta is. Obviously, let's start back that this is Cody's Cody's home. This is where he grew up. So, obviously, you knew he wanted to do something special. But we've been talking about it for the past few weeks. We talked it on, on the uh, the finishing move, our live show that we do on YouTube. You go to the SportsX YouTube page, you'll see the video there. Atlanta is a wrestling mecca. We've talked about so many things that have gone on here, whether it be the birth of WCW, all the different events that have taken place here over the past few weeks and in the coming weeks. You knew that they wanted to deliver something special, and you know that they want to do something to a point that WWE has to stand up and take take notice of. You know, as we hear from whether it be uh, Triple H or or Stephanie McMahon that you know, oh, we don't consider them competition. They want to stake their claim that we really are competition. We are something that you we want you to think about, and we're going to go and particularly the cities like Atlanta that we want to show we can put on a show there. Hopefully, they get a great crowd that'll turn out. And it's one of those things that when you look back at it with their first ever steel cage match, when you look back at the history books, it'll be one of those trivia questions that you'll have to answer on Thursday night. Well, it's going to be a fun show, too. And, I mean, you've already got, like y'all talked about, a stacked card. And you throw that little bit of history in there, Cody. So when, when Cody did the promo where he said, you know what, I know exactly where to have that match with Wardlow, where to have that steel cage. And, obviously, we all knew where he was going with that, but... I mean, that just shows, you know, even from a promo standpoint, just how important that, that Atlanta would be for him. And the fact that, all right, look, I think we all thought we would have gotten Dynamite in Atlanta a lot sooner. But as uh, John and I, when we were speaking to the Young Bucks last week, you know, they mentioned they tried for months and months to try to get Dynamite here in Atlanta. And, and unfortunately, there was just conflicts and things that got in the way there. But now, you know, we finally get to see. It's been a you know few months since Dynamite debuted, and now we're getting our show here in Atlanta. And they've made it special, and it's going to be a special card in that steel cage match. I mean, being able to point to that as history is a pretty big deal. What would you have rather seen? What you're going to see, obviously we don't know how it's going to play out, this steel cage match. Or would you have rather seen the ten lashings that uh, in person for that? Is there one or the other that... You would have rather seen? I, I'm looking forward to the steel cage match. I would have to agree with you on that. Although, I mean, the spectacle of lashing would be interesting, but, I mean, you know they're going to go all out with the steel cage, too. And, I mean, I think translating it to a match is better for us as, a, as an audience in okay. person. All right. I mean, the I, lashings, I mean, they look, and I think we talked about this before. Cody show, has been showing, and whether you want to say he's acting or whatever you want to call it, he you can see the emotion that comes out of it. And that's amazing, and it was great to watch, and it was definitely one of those moments of just kind of like, boy, this is pretty cool. But let's think about it. Steel cage match, hell in a cell. I'm going to put them synonymously together because when you just think of the moments in WWE, those high points that have taken place there, first one that comes to mind, I know this is hell in a cell, but you instantly think of mankind flying off the top of the cell. When you think of the – on the more – 
the higher spots that you can get now when you add a when you add a steel cage to it, that makes it just a little more special to me. So now, uh, part of me, if I missed this on Dynamite last night, but we have have we seen what their steel cage? Well, uh, I was literally about like? to bring that up. I wonder what we're going to get because they haven't they haven't shown any video of it. So it's going to be brand new. Is it going to be that typical modern day steel cage with the the mesh or you know like, like your the fencing? Fence? Exactly, much like Hell in a Cell. Or are we going to get that old school WWE like you know big actual blue. The piping? Yeah, the big blue. Yeah, the piping exactly. Or I think it was black a couple times there at the end of the Attitude Era. But I mean, that's kind of the intrigue of it. We don't quite know what theirs brand of a steel cage is going to look like. Hopefully, it won't look anything like a Pujambu prison. If I never hear a Punjabi prison ever again or see one, and which, by the way, kudos to you, because I never thought that would be mentioned on this show. Well, I worked it in. Good we'll cross that off the list. So, wait, what else is on this list? You know, that was, I said that when I signed my contract to the show, that was going to be a deal breaker if that term came up. So I'm going to leave now. Well, I brought something up on the podcast uh, that we recorded and will be uploaded shortly. Uh, that was on the list. You want me to bring that back up again? Because you didn't like it when I bring it, brought no, it up. No, don't bring that back up. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's no, podcast no. only? Nah. So I, there's a podcast list, and then there's a on-the-air list? I don't want either one of those on either one. Well, one, one brings sets and rules and regulations of one, and the other you know, it's no, covered one differently. Of, no, one of those actually incites people to be angry with oh, us. Oh, no, just a little oh. bit. Just a so, little bit. <laughs> Well, see, I was not able to be a part of this podcast. I'm very intrigued to hear what exactly this is. Well, John got in uh, my joke there, and anyone else who goes back to uh, uh, ATLSportsX.com and listens to our podcast, The Dark Match, you'll hear it and get it as well. It's a short segment. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) All right, so uh, we got the steel cage match. He's going to have a tag team Battle Royal, where the winner of the tag team Battle Royal will go on to AEW Revolution, which is their pay-per-view coming up in a couple weeks, um, and face the winner of a championship match that we're also getting here in Atlanta as the champions, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, will face the Lucha Brothers. I'm kinda, I am kind know I saw all these guys when I, I have been to an AEW taping. I saw Dynamite in Charlotte. I made the trip up there and saw it, and I saw all these guys, not Warlow. He wasn't part of it at the time. But, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, the crowd really gets into it. The Lucha Bros, they're coming out. They're doing their chants. Uh, I, I am jealous of this match as well. I would love to have seen this match in person. Look, I'm looking forward to that as well because I think we've talked about it, and I always forget which one of you guys I talked about it with. I'm a fan of the Lucha Bros. Oh, yeah. I like them. I like what they bring to it. I started uh, uh, Pentagon Jr. back when he was with Lucha Underground, and it was just something about him. I don't know what he's saying. I don't. My Spanish isn't so good. I, I can't even make a little bit out of what he's saying. But what he <laughs> does in the ring, it entertains me. And Phoenix, it's he's another one that I'm excited to see what they have. I'm excited to see what they bring to the to the table. And I I don't think that Kenny Omega and Hangman they're going to drop the belts this soon. I don't. Think I think so it'll either. be some time know. for that. But I'm excited to Ooh. what they bring because one of the things about Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega is one of those superstars that he doesn't look like he should fly through the air. He looks like he should be almost a, a ground and pound type wrestler, and then you see him do that, and you're just kind of, oh yeah, he can do that. And that's one of the things that I, I, I look forward to. And honestly, I kind of hope some of this spills into the crowd. I think just what you can see from well, there. Well, you want a lot. Well, look, if they kick you in the face while we're there, then I'm calling it a good day. No, that that's really harsh of you to say. But you know, you and I had the conversation I think last week on the show about after the Lucha Brothers got that win in the eight man tag that. Look, where where have they really been for the last you know couple of months? They've been just kind of lost in the shuffle. And you and I are both big fans of Lucha Brothers, and the fact that they haven't been a major contender yet to this point for the tag titles has kind of blown my mind a little bit. And it was time for them to step up, and now they're finally getting getting that big match next week. I'm with y'all. I don't think the titles drop here, but I definitely want to see the Lucha Brothers, you know, at least involved in the tag team title scene. But I. I want to see them hold those belts sooner rather than later. Well, there's good news and there's bad news in what we just heard out of Chris Colwell's mouth. The match uh, should be good, uh, but since he's picking the uh, guys to retain, that probably means they're going to lose the belts to the uh, Lucha Brothers, given his track record. Is is that something about my... Okay, you know, I addressed this last week. Now, we look at our Royal Rumble picks. If I'm not mistaken... Myself and Road Dog had the exact same record You're talking about Royal Rumble. Night. I'm talking overall. We'll get to that later oh, when okay. we go uh, NXT. Now, wait. Was quick... anybody really paying attention to the to the uh, World's Collide picks? I think the Rumble picks were much more important. No, we, count, we, we counted yeah, those. We counted I understand them. we count that. That wasn't but... like preseason. 
<laughs> it wasn't like exhibition. But I, wait, there's one thing I want to point out, and I just pulled it up here. And maybe this is something, if I got to be critical of AEW, the Lucha Bros have a tag team title match. When they reset the records, which are supposed to count, they're 0-1. Yeah, I, that's that's been an interesting thing for me. Uh, well, they won, I guess, the multi-tag team match. Okay, yeah, they so won the eight-man To earn this right. In terms of ranking, it's 3-0, and Hangman it. and Omega, SCU's 2-1, and Young Bucks 1-1, and Dark Order 2-0, and Santana and Ortiz 0-1, and, and I guess the Lucha Bros would be 1-1, but in their ranking, they have them ranking fifth. But they, technically, they did not get the opportunity based on their ranking. They got it based on the fact that they won the match, and that was the stipulation of the match. And why are we keeping ranking? I agree. I think that the rankings idea is not that great, and they will back themselves into a corner at some point. Well, if, and if they had not, already done it because they said they, you know, remember they had to erase them to, at the start of the year. And even when you look at it now, I'm just going over to the men's individuals and, you know, obviously Chris Jericho is, hasn't had a match. Uh, Moxley's 4-0. and Cody's 2-0. and Pac is 1-1. and um, Omega's how he's ranked number four, and he hasn't had a singles match this year. And then Kip Sabian is 3-1. and I, That doesn't make a whole and, lot of sense. And he hasn't beaten anybody of note. That's kind of interesting to have Kip Sabian even in the conversation, but... I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, I guess they're trying to act, figure figure that part of it out as they go. I don't think on the paper that the rankings idea was a bad idea. It's just I don't know that they know how to execute it properly just yet. And like you said, it's kind of one of those situations where it's going to be tough. They're going to have a situation where they're going to have to explain their way into, okay, this is why this team or this guy is getting a title shot when, oh, well, he's not even ranked or he's ranked fifth. So it's one of those things where storyline-wise it – Almost the rankings make it tougher to make those decisions. But either way, I mean, we're getting the match that obviously you and I, John, definitely want to see next week. Well, you brought up the idea of maybe this match or that match, the tag championship, tag championship match spilling out into the crowd uh, and maybe Colwell getting kicked in the head, which we're all okay with. Uh, well, ta- something, something that probably definitely will come through the crowd is John Moxley. That's how he normally enters the ring, and he'll be taking on Jeff Cobb. So those are the four matches that we've got so far. I mean, if Moxley's out there, you got to assume the inner circle's going to be completely out there, whipped behind Jeff Cobb. Uh, so it looks like not only are you going to get some of the big stars, you should get the majority of them. As well as we should, we'll probably see the Dark Order as well. At some point in time, they would probably intercede in something and continue on their mission. So it looks like we're going to get a pretty good lineup here. And look... Would you expect anything less? I mean, they want to step up for Atlanta, and, and this is not a disrespect or a slight to any other city, but we know that, and and we've talked about it earlier this week, Adam, we want the best of the best here in Atlanta. We want WrestleMania. We deserve it. We we deserve AEW's next pay-per-view to be here and, and do something, whether it be in State Farm or even if you get Mercedes-Benz, and you can do something to a stage now. Do I think that, you know, we, we talked about uh, the behind the scenes a little bit of it in terms of the uh, population and the in the attendance for their matches. Do I think they're there to fill a full football arena yet? No, nope. but I think you can do something pretty cool at State Farm. And I think that's the best way to do it right now is you want to get your name out there. Start at one of the homes. Start at a place that, you know, we all grew up with WCW right here in our backyard. And now to get something like this back Bring back those fans and get them a part of it as quickly as possible. No, I'm, I'm totally on board with you on that. And, I mean, look, there's, it's it's a lot of – a huge fan base in this city. It's a big city, and it, it should be treated as such. It, like, it's got the, the heritage of being the home of WCW. There's no reason why it can't kind of be, you know, what that was for WCW before AEW. And you can do big stuff here. <laughs> I don't know that their stadium size, they're going to be there anytime soon trying to fill out even, uh, you know, a ballpark, a baseball stadium, an outdoor type event. But, look, you can do something big here at State Farm. This can be the first of many big events here. Eventually we're going, you know we're going to get a pay-per-view here. Uh, It's just a matter of when and how long out with the four, only four pay-per-views a year. But, and and so far, now we've only got a couple of pay-per-views out of them so far, but it looks like they've found homes for their pay-per-views and they kind of like going back to those homes. I think Chicago's gotten three of them so far, and they're going back to Vegas uh, for Double or Nothing, which comes up after Revolution. Uh, so I don't know how they're going to do that. It will be interesting to see. I hope we get one. but I, I You would w- think so. But, I mean, Vegas is a good home for Double or Nothing, and 
all what, based on the name? Well, no. I mean, Vegas is a good town for for wrestling and for a big event. I got no problem with that. I got no problem with Chicago getting a regular event every year. That's kind of, I mean, depends on the time of year. Sure. No one wants to be in Chicago in January. Well, no, I can't disagree with you on that. But I mean, all elite wrestling, basically, for all intents and purposes, began in Chicago with All In. So yes, it, it did. Makes no one's sense, arguing that. It makes sense to give them some form of a pay per view every year. Now, whether you want to give them multiple pay per views, because this is now they've gotten two out of three. If you throw full gear in the middle of that, that was in Baltimore. Baltimore yeah. I doubt Baltimore is going to be a regular home I for don't a pay per view. Baltimore has a pretty uh, steep tradition as getting pay per views from WCW. If you listen to 83 Weeks and uh, Great American and, Bash was there a lot. I don't yeah, know. it was. I mean, so they've got a, a pretty good wrestling history there as well. I don't know. We'll see. I know we all hope that it comes. And if you haven't bought tickets for AEW uh, Dynamite next week, I highly suggest it. If you like the product that you see on TV in person, it's even better. The fans are super into it, which makes it a lot better as well. Uh, so if you haven't bought tickets, tickets are still available. You can go to AEW Wrestling. I'm sure Ticketmaster or State Farm Arena's website have them as well. Or Chris Cole will be selling them on the closest corner to State Farm Arena. You can meet him there. Get your tickets. There you go. When we return, we're going to go over the top rope and give you our predictions for NXT TakeOver Portland. And hopefully we'll see you in everything Colwell says. I'm going to do the opposite. We'll be right back on the finishing move on Atlanta Sports X. This is Atlanta Sports X. Live from Cobb County and covering everything that you love about Atlanta. We start the day with home team in Hamilton at 9 a.m. As they bounce around the ATL with all the big local stories. Then at noon, it's the cheap seats with Tug Coward and Hudson Mason. And trust us, it takes an Atlanta radio veteran like Tug to keep that bulldog on the rails. And then at 3, it's the man, Mark Zeno on A to Z. Zeno is closing out the afternoon with his take on the day's stories and opinions about sports that you probably won't agree with. Add in Chuck and Chernoff on Bugged Hour from 6 to 7 p.m. The Mounts of the South and the Finishing Move on Thursdays. And you've got a lineup unlike any other. This is Atlanta's Sports X. Every rim rattling dunk. Teeth being pinned in the lane and he jams it down over Williamson. Every clutch three. Just of all right wing three. Yes, sir! And every unforgettable moment. Into the lane. Plays off. Takes, takes the dunk. One second to go. Yellow Jacket basketball lives here. Georgia Tech stuns North Carolina State in the regular season finale. Catch the Yellow Jackets all season only here on The Fan. We're in the season of love, and you remember when it was all flowers and chocolates and date nights with your Valentine. But that's not the case anymore. Now it's just arguing, avoiding each other and drama, and that's not what you signed up for. If you're a man concerned about your future and the state of your marriage, now is the time to reach out and talk to someone. And that someone is Jared Oxendine at Oxendine Law. At Oxendine Law, we're here to help you with one of the hardest decisions you'll ever have to make. Divorce. Divorce can affect all aspects of your life, from the relationship with your kids to everything you've built through the years like your house, retirement accounts, and savings. At Oxendine Law, we strive to protect what's yours and make sure you're prepared for the next chapter of your life. At Oxendine Law, Jared and his team have seen it all, and they played a win for their clients. So if you're ready to take the next step or you've just started thinking about it, visit us today at oxlawfirm.com. That's oxlawfirm.com. Oxendine Law. We play to win. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move. Talking all things wrestling on the X. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. This is Road Dog Adam Gillespie with my tag team partners, Big John Radcliffe and Chris Colwell. Big weekend coming up for NXT as NXT TakeOver Portland will be taking place on Saturday night. We're going to get to that in a few moments and give you our picks and see if we can. some of us can continue our hot streak. and if I'm going to rebound. Some of us can rebound. I'm going to rebound. We'll Strong. see. Time will tell. Call but for now, now, let's go over the top rope. Ultimate Warrior, I love it. And this one, this was one of the theme songs that always made you, your heart pump and get up and want to. Well, what if I got up right now and just ran around the room over and over again? Uh, we'd laugh John, hysterically at you. Can you call the uh, doctor or the ambulance for him and nope. let him do that? I right, go ahead, give me what. I'm the waiver. 
<laughs> All right. Let me tell I don't know if y'all got into this in as uh, great detail last week after the uh, shareholders call took place last <laughs> Thursday. Um, one of the interesting tidbits that came out of that, in my opinion at least, and stop me if y'all did talk about me, but it was mentioned that there is potential for pay-per-views to move off of the WWE Network. We did we did speak briefly about this. The details were still kind of light coming out about that because obviously the, I think the press conference and everything happened that day. Yeah, that earlier that day. Now, nothing official has been said. Uh, Vince McMahon basically just said on the shareholder call that uh, he has people interested in his network. Now, some people have linked that to uh, Jeff Bezos and Amazon. Uh, let me ask you, if Amazon said I'm pays WWE Networks and gets the major four, because he did kind of allude it wasn't all the uh, pay-per-views, it would be some of the pay-per-views. And if you think about what pay-per-views are moneymakers, you've got to say the, the major four, which are Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, Survivor Series, and SummerSlam. Uh, I, I've been kind of spoiled by the WWE Network and, and only paying nine ninety nine a month, uh, and getting WrestleMania, which used to cost sixty bucks for nine for ten bucks. Uh, I, I would hate to come off my wallet again for another sixty bucks on top of the ten bucks I'm already paying WWE. So basically seventy bucks that month for for wrestling programming. Uh, are you guys? Would you be interested in this? I wouldn't be interested in it, but I think part of what they would actually end up doing, if you notice, uh, what is it, the uh, Disney platform? Disney Plus. Disney Plus is partnered with ESPN. It's a part of ESPN, Hulu. You get a Mm -hmm. part of that deal. I think they'd end up partnering in a scenario, whether it be Disney Plus or whether it would be Netflix or whoever the case may be, it would be a partnership kind of to some degree where basically it's probably a platform that you might even already have to just kind of get more eyes on the product because obviously streaming kind of has become a way of it. Like we talk about it all the time. I don't know if you guys watch Friday Night Smackdown Live or if you guys do like I do and it's just kind of Saturday morning when I wake up. (laughs) It's when I watch it. And I think that's where they're realizing is, look, these were huge deals that they signed with the USA Network and the Fox and Fox. But I think they're also realizing if people are not going to sit and watch it, let's conjunction with some other things so we can bring revenue in and maybe even get the fan that might be, not be a wrestling fan yet. Hey, let me tune into it. Let me check it out. Why? Because there's a buzz on social media about it. I mean, there's always the hashtag out there for whatever the event is, whether it be Friday Night SmackDown, whatever the case may be, Monday Night Raw. That hashtag always exists on Twitter. Let me just click on this and let me see what it's about, and maybe I grab a few extra eyes. Well, now, what John's talking about is more in line with what I kind of, the image I had of it was, yeah, doing kind of a share thing with Amazon or Netflix or something along those lines where, Hey, you know, you buy the you buy Netflix for you know X amount, and you pay for WWE Network. You get them all in a package deal for fifteen bucks instead of paying nine ninety nine and you know whatever Netflix is now eight ninety nine nine ninety nine. So I mean, oh, Netflix is up to I think thirteen or fourteen. Is it now? Okay, yeah. well, either way, I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily if they were to do what you're talking about, Adam, and have you know some pay per views featured through Amazon. You know, I think they would have to be really careful not to. Hey, we're going to charge you fifty dollars for this. Are people really gonna? Are they going to get the kind of buy? Especially now that, like you said, we are spoiled as wrestling fans. Your diehard fans are. The, are we going to be willing to jump up now? Oh, you know, I'm going to pay for SummerSlam. Or I'm going to pay for Survivor Series and, and pay the the fifty bucks for that, as opposed to the ten ninety nine we've been or nine ninety nine we've been paying for the last six years. I don't think that's going to happen. We might do it for WrestleMania, but the other three we're not going to do that for. And it's a case of where you spoiled your fan base. The best thing you can do here, honestly, and the best move for them, I think, would not necessarily be to partner with anybody, but just keep doing what you're doing. But maybe raise that price point up. Go from $9.99 to $15 or $14.99. I think people will still be willing to pay that extra $5, especially if you've given them a little bit more content. I know at one point they talked about having some indie wrestling involved, you know, maybe having that on there too. I think you've got more potential there than to try to partner with somebody. Uh, it has been rumored for a long time, the tier system, which is basically what y'all are talking about. Uh, if WWE was going to make different tiers, and that could be what they do, they went with Amazon, kind of like the Disney Plus model. If you pay a little bit more, you get Disney Plus, you get um, ESPN and Hulu. If you pay a little bit more, maybe you get WWE Network and Amazon Prime, if that's who they chose to partner with as far as that. Uh, I would be willing to pay a little bit more, maybe a little bit more each month or maybe a little extra. 
uh, four times a year, but I'm definitely not looking to pay a, 60, a big $60 price tag four times a year or $50 price tag four times a year. So we'll see. Uh, it will be interesting to see how that plays now, out. Now, the thing that you have to be cautious about, we're in a society now where people want views. They want clicks. There are people who will sit there and stream it live from you know a wide array of different platforms, even as far as, far as going with the way YouTube does things now. They'll pirate still versions of it out there, and I think that's the thing that you got to be careful of when you start getting the price so high. You know what? I'm just gonna find a way to pirate this, and uh, now that's what I have to pay you my sixty bucks. Or even back in the day, uh, we're gonna, uh, you know, WrestleMania was an event, and I remember one time I didn't want to pay sixty bucks for it, and the local Hooters they all used to show these pay per views, and so I went to a Hooters and watched WrestleMania, and you know I paid. Probably thirty dollars in wings and drinks that night, and but I didn't pay sixty bucks. And trust me, that Hooters—it literally was so packed. There were people that stood outside and just watched that WrestleMania through the window of the Hooters because they wanted to see it. And all the tables were taken. And I don't think Hooters does that anymore. I think they do it for the UFC events and stuff, but not the WrestleManias. Uh, it has been talked about on this show many a times, and we even kind of talked about it a little bit on the podcast version of uh, the finishing move, the dark, mi- the dark match tonight, the which you can see Shiz. at, at Lane. Well, we only talked about one topic, so it's dark match. Oh, so now uh, we're just the dark match. Well, if you only talk about one topic. But it's know? multiple it's times poor. that we do it, so it's dark matches. Oh, well, you do it once a week. You know, the last time me and him did the podcast, we had this argument, so he still hasn't gotten it. No, I haven't oh, I don't got it. it. Y'all don't understand the English <laughs> language. No, I don't want to hear it from Colwell. We talked about who's the goats. He said, no, it's only one goat. There's only one goat. Uh, now I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, go to uh, ATLSportsX.com. You can see, uh, hear the dark, the, the dark match. And, and we can uh, you can get filled in. We talked about Goldberg. Goldberg appeared on Friday Night SmackDown. And according to Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, uh, the quarter with Goldberg live via satellite, as you saw it, uh, the appearance was through the roof. And it was the biggest quarter SmackDown had had in a long time. Dave Meltzer noted he doesn't get full data on the quarters for SmackDown, but he does receive data from the top 10 markets. So when people know Goldberg is going to be there, they tune in to see what Goldberg is going to do. Now you, Mr. Ratcliffe, are not a fan of these older stars coming back, but this is showing that a lot of people are. Were you tuning in? Did you tune in Friday or Saturday morning? Saturday morning, said? I did. Did you? Were you looking forward to seeing what Goldberg had to do and say? No. I mean, we knew what his goal was to set up a match for him over in Saudi Arabia later this month. We just had to find out the opponent. Does the opponent intrigue you now that you know what the match is going to be in Saudi Arabia? Not really. Well, it's unfortunate you're a fuddy-duddy. How about you, Colwell? I'm probably, I was more intrigued than John was to see what he was going to do, but I'm not intrigued with this matchup because it's going to be bowling shoe ugly. Hopefully it's really quick, but I I don't know that that's the right opponent for Goldberg because I don't know that the Fiend can carry anybody to a match. Uh, I disagree with that. I think Bray Wyatt is very skilled in the ring and can carry opponents. Now, is Goldberg the guy he can carry? I mean, Goldberg, we know, only has three or four regular moves that he really does because his matches are so quick. I don't have any doubt that The Fiend could probably be one of those guys, Bray Wyatt, uh, to work with him. Was Bray Wyatt the guy you guys thought he was going to end up with in Saudi Arabia? Actually, no. I honestly thought he was actually going to call out Roman Reigns. I thought it was just going to be a scenario of because Saudi Arabia never makes sense. Let's just face it. It never makes sense. And so I know everybody's going to say, well, it's a face versus face. It's spear versus spear. Who has the better spear? Maybe you get edge in there as well and you add a third spear into it. And then you get Rhino in there and make it a four-way match. And it's the gore versus the spear versus spear. It just never makes sense. So I didn't know what he was going to do. I just felt like it was a time for Goldberg. It's his way to fix what was done over there. And we know the last bad match that he left over there, the stinking pile that was left there. It's his way to fix it. And kudos for that. But in terms of it, I'm looking at it wondering, okay, here's a guy who's still in great shape, but he's in great physical shape, not wrestling shape. And now I got to hope that The Fiend 
A, he doesn't hurt the fiend because we we lose our talent and he doesn't accidentally kick the fiend upside the head and end his career. And, and no, I'm just there's there's very little excitement about it. I mean, I love seeing Goldberg come out, but Goldberg needs to be against someone where it can be a slow, very lethargic match. And almost the best person I would have say it would have been for him, it's probably going to be Braun Strowman. Where Braun Strowman could have carried the moves, Braun Strowman could have used some of his speed and athleticism, but that would have been it. I can't think of anybody else on that rock. Maybe Corbin, King Corbin, maybe, but that's it. I think it should have been I, coming off the top of my head. Somebody, I mean, the, Dolph Ziggler was the perfect opponent for him, in my opinion. A guy who can sell for him. Some put him up against a big lumbering guy. Strowman. I mean, look, Goldberg. What is he? Fifty, fifty-one, fifty-two now. Oh, older. Yeah, he's definitely old. Can he physically take a pounding from somebody like a Braun Strowman? I think that was the thing. Braun wouldn't really be able to do what Braun normally does against a guy like Goldberg, and it definitely wouldn't be made to look good, and it should be a train wreck. Honestly, I'm, I would have been more inclined to have Goldberg say he's going to appear at the event and do a run-in and just spear somebody, and that be done with it. Does he really have to have a match? Yeah, I think he does. Uh, and I don't think Braun's the guy for him, not because Braun can't do his offense, but because Goldberg can't do his offense. And that's what Goldberg is. He's offense. He's not jackhammering uh, Braun Strowman. No. He could spear him, but he's not going to jackhammer. And that's what you – when you think of Goldberg, you think back to the days when he was running through opponents, building that streak, and basically came down, couple moves, then he got the spear, then he got the jackhammer, one, two, three, and you're done. Uh, I think the Fiend will be a good match. I did think it was going to be Roman Reigns. I will agree with you on that, John. I thought they were going to give him Roman. I know that I saw I have, and even the reasons that you stated, this is very micro and really just for this area for the most part, but it is also the Georgia versus Georgia Tech. And I've seen them go back and forth on each other on Twitter uh, about Georgia and Georgia Tech. And when we got to interview Goldberg on Bulldog Roundtable a couple years ago, He said off the air that a lot of people want to see him wrestle uh, Roman Reigns. And now if that was just Bulldog fans saying, I want you to see who wrestled uh, that Georgia Tech guy or not, I don't know. But he said he does have an interest in that. So it probably will happen sooner than later. And I thought that now was not this WrestleMania, unless they put the title on on well, Goldberg at, what if in Saudi a, Arabia. What if it's a square red herring kind of thing where maybe, you know, we get the reports that they're talking Fiend versus Reigns. What if they have somebody else in mind for the Fiend and maybe if you pivot to Reigns at Goldberg and it doesn't need a title? I now, be, what title's up on the line as well? Remember, the Fiend has his own and Bray Wyatt has his own too. So we don't even know what ooh. belt's up for grabs. All right. Speaking of uh, opponents for the Fiend and WrestleMania, it got leaked out last week and early this week about uh, what's going to take place in the Elimination Chamber. The advertising in Philadelphia has kind of spoiled that for some, apparently. Now, WWE has started to backtrack on that. So, But, John, this is something that we've talked about on this show before, where advertisements start hitting the market for where a major pay-per-view is going to take place, uh, and it kind of spoils what's maybe happening in the upcoming pay-per-view to set up for that next pay-per-view or where we just don't know the participants right now in the elimination chamber, yet they're advertising the participants in that market. And for right now, what they are advertising in Philadelphia for elimination chamber is going to be a SmackDown themed elimination chamber with the winner going on to face bronze. I mean, I'm sorry, the fiend at WrestleMania. And according to the advertisements, the participants are Roman Reigns, Baron Corbin, Robert Roode, Nakamura, Daniel Bryan, and Braun Strowman. Uh, with and then with the apparently with Roman coming out to go on to face uh, the Fiend at WrestleMania. Uh, you know, it kind of sucks maybe that we don't we if it, if this does end up being the case, WWE has started to say or the rumors have leaked things could change. But just on the face, does that Elimination Chamber do anything for you? Yeah, it does. And part of the reason is, I mean, obviously, those are the top dogs of SmackDown. Let's just face it right here. Those those are pretty much the top dogs. I mean, you don't have Shorty G in there. I I, I don't think they really have any big plans for Sheamus as of right now. Um, so those are your top dogs. I mean, maybe you replace, that's just it, Sheamus with... Someone that's in there. And maybe this is the point where someone gets their turn. Maybe Bobby Roode now finally gets his turn. Because at point at that point, you're going to end up with a 
Rude and Corbin, hopefully in a cell at together, they'll work together, but you might have that swerve where someone now gets their opportunity to make another step, and that might be the complete turn. Because I don't know if they're putting Daniel Bryant back in the title, title hunt right away. I think there'll be some time there. Shinsuke Nakamura... No, I doubt he's not it. No, he's still, he's still he a, already had his chance. He's to do still that. a gimmick to me. So it is going to be one of those scenarios where we might see something in in that could be a little bit interesting to set up further stories. I think it's it could on the surface could be a little predictable because you. I'm with you. I don't. Daniel Bryan's not going at the Fiend anytime soon. He's the, you've had that storyline. It's played out now. That's not happening. I mean, Root's not going to get that shot. I mean, maybe if they wanted to go the fiend with a babyface turn somewhere, which he practically already is in a way. I mean, you could go Corbin there maybe because he's been so hated and so over as a heel. But to me, it just looks it's it screams Roman Reigns winning with an outside shot of maybe a Braun Strowman. I don't know. It's just it's a little too predictable for me. I agree. I think Roman Reigns is going to win it. I think it is very predictable. Uh, they, with the only outside shot being Braun Strowman to go on to face The Fiend if The Fiend is the one with the title at WrestleMania. And the only reason I would give Braun an outside shot is because a lot of time at house shows, they'll run matches where they are kind of seeing, testing the waters of how the two guys uh, mix in a ring or how the crowd reacts to the mixture in the ring. And if you think back to Starcade that was here in Atlanta up in Gwinnett, we did see Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt in a dark match uh, at Starcade, go against each other. So maybe they were testing the waters, preparing for something bigger down the road. Uh, also, uh, as far as that promotion for the Elimination Chamber, another match has already started to be promoted in Philadelphia. Uh, the New Day versus The Miz and John Morrison. So apparently they have started to advertise that, which would be a repeat of what we're going to get in Saudi Arabia when those two tag teams uh, face each other. On Monday Night Raw, apparently we saw the last of Matt Hardy and the WWE, at least for now. It looks like he is moving on. Uh, everybody would speculate, of course, that AEW would be a good landing spot for him. Would you want to see Matt Hardy in AEW? I would be okay with that if he's used in more of a personality-type role. I mean, I've heard there's people speculating that, you know, maybe the head of the Dark Order could be revealed to be Matt Hardy, which I I could see that working, but he's almost, it depends on what kind of, if we get the old school Matt Hardy, the uh, the, uh, broken Matt Hardy in that spot, that might be a little weird for the, I don't know if that really fits, it's almost too gimmicky for what they're doing, but I I don't know. I mean, if he's going to be trying to be a a regular competitor on, on AEW, I don't see that working at all, and I would not want to see that, but... I think he could be a, a good fit there, at least uh, to work behind the scenes and, and to be in that kind of managerial leadership role. Yeah, that's definitely where he needs to be. I mean, you watch him try to run down to the ring and the knees and the back and the shoulders and everything that goes on there. And as his family has grown, I, I think that's one of the selling points that AEW is going to have for superstars of, guys, we don't have the grind of WWE. We, you know, yes, are we growing? Yes, but we don't have the grind like WWE, and you can come over here and be home with your family. Uh, I agree. I think AEW is a landing spot. And Matt Hardy is going to be one of those rare cases probably where he's more interested in his creative, being able to get his creative, what he feels his character needs to be out there, more so than what uh, the money that maybe Mm -hmm. WWE would throw at him to stay. So he probably would leave for AEW or somewhere else um, over the cash that WWE could – throw at him. Now, when you were just playing Boys to Men there, it really sent me to a flashback. You know, Boys to Men was perfect. Uh, you would turn that in the car, turn that on in the car at the end of the date, start, you know. What's neck, happening Start right necking. Now? Back in high How school. How old are in you? My, in my high school days. When you were courting? How old? What are you, 50? 90? Yeah, back in my day, we'd go to the sock hop, and then we'd go to the soda shack, and we'd share a malt. Oh, man. And then turn on on that boys to men and start necking. And we'd start necking in the back of Dad's Buick. What? what, what? You didn't even have to do the, oh, I ran out of gas trick when you had boys to men ready to go in the CD. Did you have a CD or an eight track? (laughs) <laughs> what is he, what, is, what just happened here? Was it the same? Was it jammed in the A track player? Was it just playing on loop? Like, is that oh, why you okay. had to use that? Okay, you're a little bit older. You had a cassette. Oh. You had a single in no, there. I had the new kids on the block cassette. 
But I was what? way too young to. Uh, You're admitting neck. to owning a new Kids on the Block. Yeah, they were, they were the bomb back in the day. The that's, right stuff. That's like me Get admitting to having a Backstreet Boys CD. Oh, I've had I've had the no, I had In Sync. Bye 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 bye. I think this segment needs to end right now. All right, but before it ends, let's make our picks. NXT Takeover Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, Portland is coming up. Uh, this Saturday on the WWE Network, unless, unless Amazon gets their way. Uh, <laughs> we are going to make our picks. Now, to recap, we've only had two pay-per-views so far this uh, year. We've had the Royal Rumble, and we had the Worlds Collide for NXT. Uh, Colwell, you didn't fare very well when you had to make your NXT picks no. uh, for Worlds Collide, and you are in the in the last place. You're bringing up the rear. Your overall record is 8-6. and six. I am in the middle of the pack. I did better on Worlds Collide than I did on the Royal Rumble. I am at 10-4. and four. And then John, he's in the lead. He had the clean sweep on the Royal Rumble. And Very only impressive. got one wrong on Worlds Collide. He is in the lead with 13-1. and one. Congratulations, John. Colwell, you suck. If, I don't know. If you, below, if you go below 500, there should be, like, some type of punishment. Well, look, all I know right now is all my picks were... We got one, two, wow. three, four, five, six matches uh, on this card for uh, NXT TakeOver Portland. Let's go down it. We'll start from the bottom and go up, at least according to the sheet that I have. We'll start from the bottom and go up, and that makes the first match, Finn Balor versus Johnny. Stop looking at my paper trying to steal my picks. I'm not stealing your picks. Johnny Gargano versus Finn Balor. Uh, you get the honors, John. Uh, I'm going Finn Balor. I think that's going to be a clean sweep across the board. I'm going Balor, too. Yeah, I am as well. So all three of us are going Balor. So, John, do you want to reconsider? Uh, No, actually, I want to let Colwell pick first, though, going forward, so I can choose the opposite. (laughs) I'm asking you if you want to change. I feel better if you... (laughs) I'll take the lead. That's fine. All right. We got a street fight between two... Between two young ladies, uh, Dakota Kai. And, and hey, by the way, we need to give a shout-out to the new king of the mountain over there in AEW. Uh, oh, gosh. Street fight Please between continue. Dakota Kai and <laughs> Tegan Knox. Colwell, you're up first. Who I'm going to go Dakota Kai here. Tegan Knox got the win recently on NXT. I think uh, they're really going to try to bring out the – I don't know, but the aggressiveness of uh, one Dakota Kai well, this with her a, heel turn. So it is a street fight. I think she's going to come away with the win. Gillespie? I, I'm going with Tegan Knox. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to go Dakota Kai. All right. Oh, your name's John. What name oh, did you put down? Oh, my name for conspiracy. Did I really only get eight and six, or did you write down the wrong things last time? <laughs> oh. Well, no, I went off your page where you put down uh, King Corbin for every match that was on the card. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> All right. NXT Tag Championship. We got Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, the champions, defending against Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. I'll go first this time. And this is going to play into my overall conspiracy for the whole show. I think we're going to have new tag team champions, and Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle will walk out with the gold. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm gonna still, I'm gonna go with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. I just don't foresee there being a complete sweep of it just yet. And considering that Dunne and Riddle have uh, the Dusty Rhodes Championship that they get to tote around for a little bit. I just don't see it being done. Well, yet. if they if they sorry, Cole, we'll get to you. But you're, if, you're if they lose, I mean, does this tag team continue? I mean, I mean, don't they go? If they lose, I would imagine they go back to singles competition for each of them. Not necessarily. I could see this where I mean, maybe they're not a regular team, but they're aligned, and then they have team. They maybe they go a month where they don't team up, going after the tag titles, but then they come back later this year. I, You know, the possibilities are kind of endless with what you could do with them. All right, what's your pick? But my pick is, you know what? I kind of see where you're going with that, Gillespie. Dang it. (laughs) I can see the the beginnings of that, too. So I'm going to go with new tag champs as well here. All right, coming up next, I think this is going to be a unanimous one. uh, But uh, So I'll go first. NXT, North American Championship. Keith Lee, the champion, taking on Dominic. 
<laughs> Say his last name. Dominic. Dominic, <laughs> Dominic uh, what? Lee. Uh, no, his last name? Well, you know, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic, uh, Dominic. I'm picking Keith Lee to retain. Yeah, I'm picking Keith Lee to retain as well. Uh, that's across the board. All right, and that's what I thought. All right, now this one is an interesting one. We need to maybe have a little bit of a discussion. Ooh. Uh, NXT Women's Champion Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Blair. Bela, Belair. Whatever. Belair. 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 Like like sure she's, a, she's a volunteer up there in Knoxville, so she can... Go ahead and talk smack. So I'll then when you, you go up there, I'm... I'll tell you on her Twitter right about now. <laughs> Bianca, let me tell you about what my tag team partner said. She's going like, to strangle you with top. her hair. Uh, well, some guys are into that. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'll, I'll go ahead and give my pick. I think Rhea Ripley is going to retain. Now, does that mean she wins the match? I think maybe there's some interference by Charlotte Flair where Bianca wins, but Rhea retains. So are we picking who's walking out the champion? Or are we picking who just gets their hand raised at the end of the match? So I've had that same thought as well. Because this one I couldn't figure out. I think Rhea Ripley retains. How that happens, I'm not 100% sure. But I think she retains the belt. Does Charlotte Flair come out and intervene? Bottom line, I think Rhea Ripley is going to retain because for multiple reasons. Number one, Bianca Belair is not ready for a WrestleMania moment. Let's just face facts on that. So that's why Rhea Ripley is going to WrestleMania because Bianca Belair is not there yet. Well, look, I'm with you guys as far as Rhea walking out with the belt, but... Okay, can I, I redo the, my pick then? The only argument that you could make for Belair getting uh, maybe being considered for a potential triple threat type situation at WrestleMania is how impressive she was in the Women's Royal Rumble. They really kind of pushed her hard there. So you could make the argument there, but I i don't think it's going to happen. And I think we're still going to hit that singles match with Charlotte and Rhea. So Ripley's retaining. And okay, I so, don't think there's going to be any shenanigans. If Charlotte's there at all, she's sitting there watching the match. Okay, so we all agree that she's retaining and she's going to walk out the champion, but are we all three saying that she's going to win the match? Because if if Bianca wins and Charlotte uh, by DQ because of interference by Charlotte, Rhea still retains. So we never wrote out rules for this as we were coming. No, up we're right. I thought it was going... supposed to be clear. We weren't supposed to say how that was going. Well, to no, happen. no, we're not saying that. But but I'm just asking: Are we saying who walks out the champion, or are we saying who gets their hand raised? That's my question. I think it's. I guess at the because core is it can be different. Match. Yeah, because it can be different. Well, if anything, if Charlotte was to interfere, I doubt she's going to. Uh, well, she's going to attack Rhea, which would R- mean Bianca would win div- via disqualification. No, Rhea would win via disqualification if oh, Charlotte yeah, attacked right, her. Right, right, so either way, I think we're still looking at Rhea. All right, so we're all going winning. with Rhea. All right. NXT champion, the main event, Ooh. I assume. Or I don't know. Actually, I think that they could put that women's championship in the main event. We'll see. Uh, Adam Cole, the champion, versus uh, Tomasa Ciampa. I'm going to... Oh, well, you're last. Okay. John, go ahead. I am going that Adam Cole is actually going to lose the belt. All right. Uh, I am going with that as well. I think Tomasa Ciampa uh, wins, and this completes my theory of they're taking all the gold away from... Um, um, Undisputed Air. Undisputed Air because they're going to make the leap. Ooh, I was thinking more like they were going to, it's going to be the implosion of the group. No, well, I think Adam Cole is taking from... a leap. I think Adam Cole is, is moving up or sideways or whatever direction they go in WWE now. I think Adam Cole is leaving and he's making the leap. I, I think Johnny Gargano will stick around and I think that will potentially be, if not Finn Balor, it'll be Gargano and Tommaso Ciampo <laughs> going and going after the belt. And I think that Fish and the tag team still stay. I would going to go with, uh, I think Cole's going to retain here, actually. Adam because Cole. I think he's got more legs on NXT. Um, but I think uh, the Undisputed Era's life, uh, the long haul for NXT isn't uh, isn't long. So I think what happens at this takeover leads to what's going to happen, the takeover before WrestleMania. All right, we got to get out of here. Hey, we got a break. Uh, we're up against it. When we get home, we're going to uh, go home. Well, when Wait, we get when back, we get home? Are we when we get back, together? we're going to go home. Whose house are we going to? <laughs> Yours. It's closest. No. I- I'm going to my apartment. I don't know what y'all are doing, but y'all can go do your own. When we return, we're going to uh, go home. And I've got a question for these guys because you're either one of these, you're either this person or you're not. And we're going to find out where the three of us, which one of these guys we are. You're listening to The Finishing Move on Atlanta Sports X, uh, 106.3 FM and 1230 AM. 
Palpatine and Hamilton. Weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon. I don't want to use a good book for, for these kinds of purposes. Rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a graceful doe. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Proverbs 5, 18 through 19. Tim Randy Lee. Let all <laughs> you know of God's people say, hey, Amen. Amen. I know that's right. I'm going to laugh at you in a very, very good way. <laughs> you, you knew immediately where that scripture was. <laughs> this is the Sports X. Hi, Saver. Looking for ways to save on your Medicare Part D copays? We love that at Walgreens. We're a preferred network pharmacy with many plans nationwide which could mean lower co-pays for you. Bring your prescriptions to a Walgreens pharmacy and start saving today. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Walgreens participates as a preferred network pharmacy with United Healthcare, Cigna, and Express Scripts Medicare. Walgreens participates with other plans. See walgreens.com slash Medicare for details. Live from Cobb County, this is The Finishing Move with the road dog, Adam Gillespie, the bearded wrestling fan, Chris Colwell, and Big John Radcliffe on the X. Go home. That's your home. Are you too good for your home? Answer me. All right, let's go home. Welcome back to The Finishing Move. I am road dog, Adam Gillespie. That is Big John Ratcliffe, and this is Bearded Something, Chris Colwell. The Bearded Wrestling Fan. There you go. Get it right. See, it was different last week, or at least the last time I worked with him. No, that's, that's been my name. Nope. nope. At Bearded Colwell on Twitter, but it's Bearded Wrestling Fan. See, there's so much. That has not changed. So much beard going on. Well, that's All right. true. Actually, and he threw a challenge down. He said he has oh, a better beard than you. I did. Right. Well. I, I stand by that statement. You can think that all you want. Um. So I have been traveling with uh, UGA basketball as of late on a couple of road games. And as I've been hanging out in the hotel waiting for the games uh, to to come around, and as I've been packing up to leave, I've kind of realized that you're either this guy or you're not this guy. Now, when you guys stay in hotel rooms when you're on vacation or you travel or whatever, and it's time to check out, do you go into the bathroom and gather up all the little shops? And shampoos so, and conditioners, sure. and put them put them in your bag and take them with you. Or are you like, oh, no, I don't need those and leave them behind? Because I really do believe you either are the guy who packs them all up, or you're the guy that doesn't want them and leaves them behind. Like, oh, I paid for this room. I paid for that little bottle of shampoo, and I'm taking it home with me. So you're Ross from Friends if you're going that route. You got to take everything with you, right? So look, as far as I'm, <laughs> I can tell you, I just came back from Nashville. Two weeks ago, I most definitely did not bring all the toiletries back with me that they put in the room. So I'm not that guy. Okay. Let uh, let me ask this. Because to some degree, I am. And here's why I'll tell you why. The last hotel I stayed at, what is it? Bath and Body Works? The smell good lotion plate? Uh That was who it was. It was. So, yes, I took all of it. Like, as a matter of fact, okay, I that's, asked the That's la- when you do that. <laughs> I asked the lady on multiple days, may I have some more? Because when I got there, it was just kind of like, okay, you look at it. I was like, wait. And my wife, I was like, you know, walked to my wife, hey, this is the smell good stuff. And it was like a, a relaxation something or other. So I was like, yeah, may I have some more? I ran out. Oh, I forgot my. Oh, we were only there like two or three days. I must have asked for like a dozen. Because I was like, no, this is really, this is like five bucks in the store. Yeah, I want more. Well, look at you staying at fancy hotels that provide bath and body works uh, <laughs> stuff in your bathroom. Well, I, as I, I realize, I've always been that guy. I pack up every little thing that they put in that bathroom. You take the hair dryer, I, don't you? I take. Well, you can't most of the times because it's kind of so screwed to the wall. But I take the. I don't know why, but I take the uh, the hair nets and I bought <laughs> the shower caps. I don't know why I take them, but I'm like I paid for this room and this shower cap is in there. I'm taking it with me. Do you take the Gideon's Bible out of the uh, drawer, too? No, I don't look at the drawers. I don't take the Bibles. I got that on my phone. I'm good there. You that, take but, the towels, don't you? Well, You no. take some of the towels in the washcloth, But if you let me you? in your room, I'll take your towels so I don't get charged for them. No, you're not coming to my room ever. I did come back from a cruise ship with a, uh, a towel from the actual room, so I'm pretty sure I paid for that. Maybe. I don't know. No, it's you got to take the towels that they put out by the pool because they can't track that back to you. 
Yeah, I wasn't thinking that strongly about it, so it just sort of happened. All right. Well, I am that guy. John is that guy if it's high-end quality, and yes. Colwell isn't. That's why his hair looked messy and not in shampoo. Oh. <laughs> and his beard why did you make I just need a really bad haircut. You, you just made this personal. Thank you for listening to The Finishing Move. We will return next Thursday at we 7 hope. o'clock. Make sure you listen to all of our dark match um, which is on ATLSportsX.com, as, lo- as well as our show and our YouTube video where we discuss WrestleMania, going out to Hollywood next year, and some more. Wait, we're going out to Hollywood next uh, year? Well, we can. Show trip. I'm down. I'm game. Wait, well, who's going to run board? Well, if I'm I, in the room, I'm telling you, I'm taking all my I don't know that my, my wife will let me go to Hollywood, so I will run the board for that. I volunteer now. You guys have fun. Go. Okay. Have a great night, everybody.